You all know that I don't think that health insurance is the same thing as health care, right? And just as proof that it, while the doctor isn't an expert in health insurance, I am not a health care professional. If I were, I probably wouldn't have forgotten this. So we're not going to settle differences of the politics of the coronavirus, you know, relief package, which seems to be signed, unsigned, revised, etc., etc. Who knows? But not well known, deep in the weeds, is legislation to address surprise medical bills. So. Basically, this is one topic that we can, you know, largely agree that surprise medical bills, by its very nature, are very unsettling. And let's just quickly review, without getting too deep in the weeds, about you know every last nuance, what a surprise medical bill is. Let's pretend, for example, you uh, have a you know a surgery, inpatient hospital surgery, and the anesthesiologist, who is not the surgeon, happens to be outside of the network. So you can see what ends up happening. You have insurance plan X and that health insurance plan X includes the hospital and includes the surgeon, but the anesthesiologist is not in network. You then would have an out of network charge. And depending on your health insurance plan, that bill you could be responsible for 100% if you had an HMO, which is very limited. You could have an out-of-network charge if you're under PPO, which would be you know, notably higher than the in-network charge. So that basically is it. You can extend that to all sorts of crazy variations, right? I mean, in-flight ambulance. Okay, so if you get a, go on a helicopter ride into the hospital, that bill is almost certainly five digits, for example, no matter um, as soon as you enter into the helicopter. And you'll also understand that people avoid, as a result of these types of things, people who know this is going on, they avoid ambulance rides intentionally because they want to avoid the out-of-network charge. It's ugly, it's, but it's true. That is the nature of the financial contracts. So there have been a lot of proposals on what to do about this. And, you know, depending on the stakeholder, you have seen, you know, every sort of different type of sermonizing. And, you know, I'm standing behind my pulpit and trying to prescribe, you know, what is best. And the most insidious and disingenuous of these, the one that I point the you know, wave my finger, uh, see me after class, certainly is the hashtag, you know, patience over profits, which is a, a group of doctors using this to try to say that, you know, we should res resolve surprise medical bills using a particular method. Okay. Let me just 
stop them right here. And, and, you know, if they were really, really that, you know, genuinely interested in patients over profits, let's just have them accept the Medicaid payment rate across the board in that instance, right? In other words, that would stop them cold. And in addition to that, I wouldn't necessarily have a problem with them objecting. My point is, is that people are using healthcare and the pop politics of healthcare and the complicated finances of, of healthcare and then the complications of health insurance, you know, for their own sermonizing, for their own, you know, religion or, you know, pointing fingers at the other guy as the bad guy. And everyone's quick to point because they don't want to be pointed at. Right, so it's a lot faster. Just just po start pointing first. Okay, that's kind of what the channel is about here. That's what these videos are about. It's like trying to separate out the fact from this, like you know, fiction. Because as soon as you pull off the layer, the first layer of the onion, the whole thing falls apart. So you know, from this silly little example I've just created here, you could understand how easy it is to swat away what looks like a very attractive slogan like patients over profits. Okay, let me step on down from the soapbox there, swerved up onto it, back down, back down to the issue. So, under the coronavirus relief package seems to be language to resolve this. And the without getting into every last detail, there seem to be basically two different methods, one and one. Method one over here is that there would be a benchmark, a list of possible, you know, services and a benchmarking. Okay, so let's just call it knee replacement and let's just call it $20,000. From there, they would create the out-of-network benchmark price. Okay. And of course, I have watered this down for people's understanding, but let's just call it benchmarking. Okay, this has a precedence, right? This has a precedent. What, what is that precedent? You have a Medicare system set up in this way today. I mean, you have the, they've got codes, they've got amounts indexed to your location. That exists. That is not the method being utilized here. The second method over here is that when there's this surprise medical bill, there's going to be some volleyball, volleyball between the provider and the health insurance company for your plan. Now, <clears throat> The issue here is, is that the question is whether or not they can come to agreement and how they do it. For me, this is opaque. This is opaque. This is a little too blurry for my satisfaction. Nevertheless, what they're going to do is you're going to have some negotiation between the health insurance company and the healthcare provider in order to, to stop the idea of you, the policy owner, being stuck with 100% of the bill. So while 
you know, there, e either one of these two is imperfect. I'm not going to tell you that it's perfect. You know, the perfect solution is that there is no such distinction between in and out of network. We're not going to get there under, you know, the current way that health insurance works in the United States. That's just not an, an outcome. The idea that the stakeholders are going to easily fold and cave to any extreme plan, they will have a rational reason for objecting, rational reason for objecting on all accounts, and they're big parties, smart parties. So again, I'm against this extreme sermonizing of saying, well, we just do this because, and then, you know, kind of sugarcoated by, you know, snappy slogans. But that is going to be a welcome change to people who are covered under health insurance, whether that be your group health insurance, where this wouldn't occur as much just because the nature of the networks under group insurance are superior to individual health insurance markets. In general, I know this as the fact that I serve as broker advisor to small business employers and have compared many group plans to individual plans. The other group that is unaffected is Medicare. This largely doesn't occur under Medicare, especially if you have Medigap or Medicare Advantage PPO, because at the very worst, you get the out-of-network charge, and under Medigap, there's no concept of network, so the doctor would have to not accept Medicare at any level very low probability events there nothing that i would keep that i stay awake from if you have an hmo under medicare advantage slightly different you need to realize that this this probability exists first of all this probability exists uh do i think it's great no i don't do i think however this would mean a possible difference between HMO and PPO within Medicare Advantage? Yeah, yeah, I do. There's a reason I would have that, meaning that if I don't have to pay for this difference, meaning that if the premium isn't higher, if I'm not giving up other extra benefits, why would I go with HMO instead of PPO in order to shut down this probability? I'd probably end up doing that. Anyway, that's a topic for a different day on, you know, crazy people write 200 page books with 100 footnotes on that alone. We'll stop it here. Certainly everyone's waiting for their stimulus checks or whatever they're called, the coronavirus relief, uh, you know, checks. We'll see whether or not people use it for flat screen TVs or for necessities. Not really for me to judge. All right. Onwards. During the individual health insurance open enrollment period, you've had the option to choose a dental plan, a standalone dental plan. And the fact of the matter is that those persons who came to me during the individual open enrollment period, I wasn't a huge person that said, you absolutely have to enroll in dental. And the number one reason for that is the fact is that there are now many dental carriers, dental insurance carriers, and they don't all participate. So if you were looking on healthcare.gov or your state-specific you know, site, Colorado, for example, you, know, you only saw a subset. 
you didn't see the full menu of possible plans. And for me, flexibility, you know, being among the most important things when you're deciding on financial products, you basically passed. And that is basically what I had been, you know, suggesting that you would take a separate look at dental and vision. We're going to be focused here on dental vision. You should take if you have, you know, eyeglass needs like, like I do. Anyway, what you see on the screen here is Enrollment Central. It is a page on MaximizeYourMedicare.com. On here, like I said, on the website for the book are a number of different extra resources that have to do with healthcare, health insurance, meaning how to defray costs of health care via health insurance contracts, of which dental insurance is one. Now, the brief overview on dental insurance and from the past has been dental insurance has been very complicated. And the reason it's been complicated is because of the fact that there aren't that many carriers that the network mentioned. And the fact is that there are these out of pocket maximum benefit amounts, you know, limits. So a thousand dollars, $1,500 a year being two generic setups where that is the most amount of benefit that you could actually collect and you would still have to pay 12 months worth of premium. So you do the math of money and let's just call it $50 a month times 12 is 600. So the most you can get is a thousand and yet you pay 600. So you basically got a 40% off voucher only if you use the full extent of your dental insurance. So as a result, the payoff, the mathematic financial payoff has been eh, 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 not overwhelming by in favor of the consumer. Now, that all said, I bring us to today, which is the state of the dental insurance market has improved in the favor of the buyer. I don't think there's any other conclusion. And I think that there are a number of reasons for that. A. The networks have improved. The advent of, for example, the, the franchise dental, uh, you know, practices, Aspen Dental, and I'm making up names, you know, or Dental R Us, you see in strip, strip malls, right? Those types of groups have signed up to a large number of dental insurance carriers, meaning that it can more frequently be found that you would be able to find that your dentist is an in-network provider that would help your costs on this math of money exercise I just mentioned. So that is number one. Number two is intense competition has now arrived. In other words, every day in my inbox, literally every day, I will get an, an email saying, please represent my new dental plan because it's got all of these bells and whistles. And that is true. That is true. So what that has done is that, you know, the prices have normalized, they've stabilized and going lower in many cases, or the benefits are better for a particular dollar. So in other words, the competition by what used to be two to three sellers, now 10 sellers has basically made those 10 sellers compete. That can only be in the buyer's favor. Those two together have made, you know, 
the reason for today's segment, which is to take a deeper look into this as a possible viable option for, dent for defraying dental cost. Now, inside the web page, you can see that there are different ways to quote, to get quotes from dental insurance. And let's just choose one. It will choose Delta Dental of Michigan. Now, don't get me wrong. If you're outside of the state of Michigan, this still applies. Everything that I'm going to say here still applies. We've got clients in other parts of the country that are asking these questions and we're helping them. So let's just go, however, on to Delta Dental of Michigan. And we'll just create a particular you know, person and I'm going to just put in here Ann Arbor zip code and then hit return. And here we go. And we'll just make this person born yesterday, um, but in 19, let's call it 61, 60, just for kicks. You'll see the first thing here, which is that you don't, you didn't have to sign up during the enrollment period, right? Because you could have had your dental insurance just begin right away on February 1. And I'll put in the street address, and this is the street address of, of my office. Um, let's see. Here on number one, and Arbor, and let's just put in Michigan. So once we come up here, what we have is a couple of plans. So these plans will differ based on your location and your age. Okay, so you need to understand this. So this is just an example. However, what you see here is this select. And what I'm going to do here is to, you can see it here. First of all, you can see what I said. You see PPO that I've just highlighted. This is important. This is important. Why? Because if your dentist is not in network, if you have PPO, at least you will have coverage to some degree. Now, it will affect your math of money. You still want in-network, but to the degree you need to go to a specialist or something like that, or your dentist absolutely doesn't participate as in-network among anyone, it still may be worth it. I can't determine that with you on this you know, segment of a video. What I'm going to do here, though, is take a look at view details because this tells you do need to click here in order to actually make an informed decision. And here, what you see here are these different tiers, PPO dentist, and you have these different tiers of the degree of participation. Now, it's important here because this does change the way that you get your benefits. And if you're not going to receive benefits, then I'm going to ask you out loud, why are we paying this premium, right? Given the fact that you've got a limit at $1,000, given the fact that the premium, let's call it $50 a month, is a certainty, you need to be able to be accessing the benefits in order to make the math of money, the math of dental insurance work. Let's just speed ahead. The key thing here is this second column on waiting period. So let's just say cleanings because candidly speaking, x-ray cleanings, those are going to be free. Go to an in-network in dentist, those can be zero. But once you start to require actual dental services that are can be very costly, what you have here are this concept of waiting period meaning that you need to be an enrollee or a policyholder for this number of months in order to collect these benefits. And you can see it here, six months, 12 months. 
and you have a different set of columns here of requirements. This stuff needs to be noted. Very important because even then you can see that the amount of benefit is not going to be 100%, but going to have these different percentages. So this is kind of the complication to dental insurance, right? Because now we've got these moving parts and I'm trying to help you along in how to compare to decide whether or not this is worth it to you. You can see it here, which is these other experiences. And now what I'm going to say is you can remember that I was saying that 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 uh, that competition has arrived. And so much so that tucked in here is a new development. Implants. So for those persons then who are considering implants, and I'm not going to settle the dentist debate on whether or not implants are a good idea, right? I'm not a dentist. That said, if this is the path that you are going to select and it's going to, ex you are going to be able to collect the full maximum benefit amount, right? A thousand dollars does not register on the total bill of an implant. However, you can see it here. If you satisfy this waiting period of 12 months, that still this $1,000 will pay for it every year that you get these implants. That is possible. This is new. Implants didn't used to show up here. Okay. So as a result, it may now be worth it. It's just an illustration of the fact that, you know, these are financial contracts where the sellers are competing fiercely with each other, trying to differentiate, trying to win your business in your favor. Last couple of points here. If you're on Medicare and you are an enrollee in Medicare Advantage, you'll know that there can be enhanced dental and vision packages. They are going to be, to give you an idea on the price, they're going to be well within these numbers that I sh that you see on the screen, right? In other words, even enhanced dental packages at the highest level within Medicare Advantage usually doesn't exceed $51 in this instance. In addition to that, and this is important, is the fact is that the overwhelming majority, and by overwhelming majority is, I want to say 100%. I have to stop just short of 100%. But let me just say that under enhanced dental and vision, under Medicare Advantage, there's no waiting period, which entirely changes the math of money of the enhanced dental and vision package inside of Medicare Advantage. Now, most of the time, let's just say you are a Medicare Advantage policy owner and you didn't select the enhanced dental and vision. You can still largely do so. And for those persons, if that is you, if that is someone you know, the time to do so is now. And the reason for that is because then you're increasing your chance of collecting the maximum amount of benefits 
throughout the calendar year. In fact, last week, you'll have remembered that I had created an entire segment about how to save money or how to get the optimal amount of benefits in 2021, and that's one. That if you're going to go down the path of entertaining or thinking that dental insurance is appropriate for you, the time to do so is sooner rather than later. That's it for this segment. My most candid, earnest comment to you about you know these videos, Maximize Your Medicare, other snippets, comments you may have heard is I've still only shown you a, the thinnest sliver of the degree of applications to my background and experience. That, and that's not a good, necessarily a good thing. That's not necessarily a bad thing. That's just kind of, you know, academic and practical fact. For some of you, uh, maybe that extra information is massive overkill, and I understand that, which is kind of why on the publicly available YouTube channel, what you get are 20-minute videos with kind of just a snapshot of the one singular topic that you were trying, maybe, maybe looking for or maybe not. Um, and they're not wrong, and I'm not necessarily, I'm not really uh, saying that is good or bad. What I am saying though, is that, you know, it is kind of like this peculiar combination of the way that we communicate with each other. Now we've got these ridiculous machines, um, which is good because you're able to go and pluck out that one piece of information that you were seeking. The bad thing is that it, I can understand that it is very difficult to tell because I'm not alone in providing, you know, the information. Maybe you're thinking to yourself, okay, well, this is just another, you know, gas bag or blowhard saying that he knows how it works. And I can accept all that. But part of the reason that I don't continue on with, you know, overkill on different topics or, you know, the linkages to other topics is because it sits behind here on the screen. This is a website on gh2benefits.com. So that is the firm where I host, house, store, you know, my professional services, you know, to both employers as well as individuals. And in here on this subscription site, which is $20, $19.99 a year, I'm going to send you the book. I'm going to send you the book. I'm going to pay for shipping in the lower 48 states. Okay. So the reality is, is that the information here inside of the rest of this website on this set of sections here is virtually uh, something like $5 a year, which is entirely the wrong price, but it is, it sits there because you can understand that I can't afford to have certain statements out in public domain because the person who is going and just clicking, looking for the three minute answer, right, is going to click on one of these videos, articles, whatever it would be, and they're going to take, they're going to misinterpret it and get it wrong. And we know who's going to be to blame. I am. 
that is something that I have every reason to try to avoid. But you can just take a look at the top bar here, you know, in terms of what type of different topics, because this is the place where I'm pulling all of the different types of topics that I've discussed in one central spot for persons to explore. That way you're looking for something. It could be that you're looking to be convinced on how to choose me as a financial planner. Fine. It could be because you're looking for some insight on how to think through your large employer retiree health, health benefits. Also fine. You could be trying to, and you can see here in the different tabs. You remember the videos, which was that Karate Kid video, right? Where I'm basically saying, look, how do we actually filter through all of the different things that you have on the web, on the internet, and you know, YouTube and newsletters and you know, newspapers, et cetera, et cetera. I'm trying to take you through how I would try to explain it to you. All sitting here on GH2 unfiltered, you'll be able to see here, and I'm gonna just flip through here. Annuities, income, large employers, Medicare, of course, you can see the snippets of the video. You can see actually the slides that I use for Medicare ABCs, which is the information only conversation that I have with organizations around the country. Insurance of different types, not only Medicare. Employee benefits, which ones may be or may not be worth it. Financial markets as a whole, my personal opinions, and then also useful links about how to have price discovery all sitting here on GH2 and filters, less than $20 a year, which also includes a free copy of Maximizer Medicare, which I, which I will send to you and pay for postage. For me, for persons trying to actually get a deeper look, probably worth it. Mm -hmm.